Law of Self-Defense content you are about to enjoy is presented for general educational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice. If you are in need of legal advice, consult competent legal counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Welcome to our ongoing live coverage of the Minnesota murder trial of Derek Chauvin over the in-custody death of George Floyd. I am attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense. Today's content is sponsored by CCWSA for provider of legal service memberships. So many people mistakenly call self-defense insurance. CCW Safe, in effect, promises to pay their members legal expenses if their member is involved in a use of force event. And those expenses start big and get bigger fast, folks. A typical aggravated assault charge would can happen if you simply point your gun at another person in self-defense, don't fire a shot, don't hurt anybody, can risk a 10 or 20 year felony sentence and cost as much as thirty to $50,000 in legal fees to defend. And that's just for the pre trial expense. If you don't have that kind of money stuffed in a mattress, just in case you're compelled to defend yourself or your family, it can be useful to have a financial partner standing behind you to make sure you have the legal resources you need to fight the legal battle the way you'd want it fought. Now, I've looked at all these types of services you might imagine, and I found that CCW Safe is the best fit for me. I'm a member. My wife, Emily, is a member. Whether they're the best fit for you is something only you can decide, but I do encourage you to take a look at what they have to offer by pointing your browser to lawofselfdefense.com slash ccwsafe. And if you do decide to become a member of CCWSafe, you can save 10% off your membership at that URL, lawofselfdefense.com slash ccwsafe, using the discount code LOSD10. That's LOSD for Law of Self-Defense from the prosecution and the defense likely with a follow-up rebuttal closing by the prosecution, as well as to have the jury given the final instructions intended to guide them in their application of Minnesota law to the facts of this case as they alone, the jury, the finders of fact, determine those facts to have been proven beyond a reasonable doubt. So far, that's the normal course of business in any criminal trial in America. What's not normal, of course, is the judicial terrorism raging around this case, Terrorism, of course, is the use of non-state violence to achieve political ends. What we're seeing currently in America is the use of violence to achieve purported justice in the twisted and profoundly anti-American view of justice held by militant factions of such groups as Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and other proponents of mob rage and violence and destruction in which justice is defined not by the process, but by the outcome. Mob justice. As one example, the UK-based Daily Mail is reporting that the former home of defense use of force expert witness Barry Broad was vandalized with blood last night, and in case there was any ambiguity in the messaging, a severed pig's head was also left behind. Although this act of judicial terrorism has gone largely unreported by the U.S. press, it's certainly been noted on platforms like Twitter by Jack Posobiec, my apologies Jack if I mispronounced that, and others. In the text version of today's content, I have a capture of one of Jack's tweets on this event. Given that Broad's testimony in this case is long since over, this cannot be a message targeted at him personally, as there's nothing left to intimidate him about. Nope, this can only be understood as a chilling message for the jurors in the Chauvin case, who were not sequestered over the weekend, and thus were fully exposed to the push news of social media. Even worse, of course, is that such acts of judicial terrorism have ripple effects that reach to every other high-profile case that may occur any time in the living memory of anyone aware of this case. 
Every prospective witness, juror, even defense counsel in the next high-profile case, perhaps the rapidly approaching Rittenhouse trial, will be fully aware of what they can expect from the mob if they play any role in the defense whatever. This would all be bad enough if the acts of judicial terrorism were limited to a handful of fringe wackos, but it's not limited. Apparently, such conduct is gleefully embraced even by America's fringe national-level politicians. The UK-based The Guardian is reporting that U.S. Congresswoman Maxine Waters has crossed state lines to incite violence among protesters in Minneapolis, urging the mob to get more confrontational. And I have video of that embedded in the text version of today's content. Those words, said in the midst of a peaceful protest, could be interpreted as merely urging further peaceful efforts. But when you urge the mob to get more confrontational in the midst of a protest already violent, it can only be interpreted as a call for more violence. And sure enough, shortly after Waters' comments, shots were fired, drive-by fashion, at Minnesota National Guardsmen present to secure public safety from the violent mob. In that same video clip, Waters can be heard demanding that the chaos occurring in the streets of Minneapolis and all over the country around the trial of Derek Chauvin continue and intensify unless Chauvin is found guilty of first-degree premeditated murder, which is an intentional killing charge not even the state of Minnesota thought appropriate to bring against him, and obviously one not even on the table for the jury's consideration. Folks, a routine question for criminal defense attorneys at cocktail parties is, How can you defend people in court whom you know to be among society's worst criminal predators? And the fundamental answer to that is, at least for this criminal defense attorney, is because I care desperately about the process of justice generally, and American criminal due process in particular. Denial of the criminal due process to the worst of us can only lead to denial of criminal due process to the rest of us. And therein lies mob justice and judicial, or even literal, lynching. The American vision of justice has always been based on that process and not on the particular outcome in any specific case, a view which helped ensure that process for all of us, from best to worst, and prioritizing justice of process over mob justice. The American vision of justice has always been based on that process and not on the particular outcome in any specific case, a view which helped ensure that process for all of us, from best to worst, and prioritized process justice over mob justice. In contrast, the mob vision of justice is based entirely on outcome and process be damned. No judicial or criminal due process can be permitted to interfere with the justice demanded by the mob. Of course, this is precisely the view of justice that led to the infamous lynching of Emmett Till in 1955, Mississippi, a black 14-year-old, for the purported crime of offending a white woman in a grocery store. And this is precisely the mob justice that the militant factions of Black Lives Matter and Antifa want to bring to 2021 America. Give us guilty, they demand, on all counts, even on counts apparently not actually being argued in this trial, or we burn it all down generally and target defense witnesses and by implication trial jurors specifically. Well, good luck with that, America. Frankly, at this point, it's absolutely apparent that Derek Chauvin can receive nothing like a fair trial in this case. And when I write that, 
by the way, I'm defining fair trial as one involving a process we'd want for ourselves or a loved one or even a friend or neighbor. No one would want to be on trial or have anyone they cared about on trial in a courthouse surrounded by a violent, raging mob being exhorted to further violence by government officials with militant factions of political groups terrorizing the witnesses for the defense and by extension terrorizing the jury itself. Yet that is what's been offered to Derek Chauvin as justice. Regardless of what anyone may think of Derek Chauvin, it's the absolute truth that the criminal due process we offer to the worst of us is precisely what any of the rest of us should expect to also receive should we find ourselves having to account in a criminal court and not one bit more. If you would not want to be tried under these circumstances, then you ought not want anyone tried under these circumstances, including Derek Chauvin or worse. Now, one reason that Judge Cahill has denied every defense motion for a continuance or a change of venue in this case has been, in effect, what good would it do? How long would you delay? Where would you go? This chaos, in effect, will follow this defendant everywhere, so he's no more likely to get a fair trial elsewhere in Minnesota than he is here. And I think Judge Cahill is right about that. But I think his reasoning has led him to the wrong conclusion. If it cannot be expected that Chauvin can get any fairer a trial elsewhere in Minnesota than he can in the rage mob surrounded Hennepin County Courthouse, the solution consistent with the justice any of us would want for ourselves or anyone we care about is not to compel him to endure an unfair trial where he is. Rather, the solution consistent with justice is to dismiss these charges with prejudice. And if the rationale for not doing so is anticipated rioting, looting, and arson, and I expect that will be the rationale, then all we're doing is admitting that we've already handed over justice in America to the mob and adopted the Emmett Till lynching model of justice for anyone targeted by the mob. And if that's the case, folks, well, enjoy the ride. In the meantime, stay with us right here all day, or at least as long as court is in session, as we live stream the court proceedings, including closing arguments and jury instructions um, throughout the day, as long as those go on, before we move on to verdict watch as we await a verdict from the jury. The live stream of today's proceedings is embedded in the text version of today's content, as is our ongoing live blogging of those proceedings. Before I go, in view of the ongoing riots and raging presently in Minneapolis and likely to explode across the nation when this case arrives at a verdict or perhaps a mistrial. I've also taken the liberty of putting together a special opportunity to access our best-selling course, Lawful Defense Against Rioters, Looters, and Arsonists, available as a video course, both online streamed and DVD. You can learn more about that offer by pointing your browser to lawofselfdefense.com slash riots. And thanks as always to both Legal Insurrection and CCWSA for the support that makes my coverage of this case possible. Okay, folks, until court starts up for the day, I am attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense. Stay safe.